Hello, people. Welcome to the morning, yo, in the afternoon. I'm doing a special edition because this lady, I absolutely love her. When I say love, I mean love her. She's always so pleasant. And ever since she was a housewife and now she's doing her own thing, um, she's always been so kind to me. And that's the thing. And let me be honest with you. The biggest problem I had in interviewing celebrities were reality show people in the past, but not her. Not her. And I will talk to her about some of people, some people that I did have problems with, but I absolutely love her. You know, her. she has her own podcast, Heather Dubrow's World. Please welcome Heather Dubrow. How are you? Hi, how are you? I am great. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Wait, I got to center myself. There. I know. I know. So, so the, the pandemic's still going on. You're in Orange County. Yep. Is it back to normal in Orange County or is it still kind of weird? Has it ever been normal in Orange County? No, it hasn't. <laughs> you have to remember, I'm a New Yorker who was transplanted to LA, who was dragged down to Orange County. So I still, weirdly, I still can't believe I live here, even though we've been here a long time. Um, is it back to normal? No, not really. But I feel like the trend is good. I feel like we're in the right direction. Um, we're lucky because it's, uh, you know, the weather's really good here. So we had a long time of outdoor dining, which I think even when the kids were home, all you know, for all those months, it felt a little bit normal. But then, you know, the major, you know, six, seven months of everyone on top of each other, I would say the trend is getting better. The trend is getting better. Now, you you mentioned New York a lot because I did your podcast as well. You yeah. love New York. Do you ever see yourself going back to New York, though, ever? So when I first met Terry, he hated New York, which really irritated me. He said he's a Valley boy. And then, you know, he lived in L.A. Um, and he didn't understand New York. And it's funny because people have, if you've noticed, people have very visceral responses to New York. They either oh, yeah. love it or they think it's dirty and gross and they hate it. So he didn't like it until like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And all of a sudden he loves New York. So we used to go all the time, especially, you know, with our shows and for press and all that kind of stuff and our books and whatever. Um, so we were going and my family's there. So we would go at six times a year for sure. And obviously in the last year and a half, we haven't been at all. So um, over the pandemic, we thought maybe we should buy a place. So we started looking, now how weird is this? We started looking for an apartment in New York and ended up buying land in Idaho. <laughs> Not really sure how that happened. Okay, so are you gonna are you building a house in Idaho? We're apparently building a house in Idaho, yes. Well, we, we bought land, I designed a house in Idaho, but there's such a huge construction boom that literally there's no one to build the homes. Isn't it crazy that... Um, there's a big boom in housing during a pandemic. Yes. That well, blows me away. I think for a couple of reasons, and you and I were talking about this before, but I feel like, you know, first of all, people are rethinking yep. what their life is like. They're rethinking how they live, their environment, um, all of that, taxes, wide open spaces, easier lives, I think, out of cities and congestion, and also just quality of life. I think yes. all of that. For me, I never really wanted like a vacation home or a second home. It just sounded like more work and, you know, something else to, to have to deal with. But 
all of a sudden I started having this lake house fantasy and seeing my kids and their, their kids and having this home they could pass down to each other. So I really like it. And you know, I love home design. So I had yeah. the best time designing this house. I have this cool architect named Bing Hu, who's just like the cutest thing ever. And, and uh, we built, we designed a really great house. So I'm hoping it will happen. So, so, I mean, what are we a year away from this thing? Two years away from it. And where, yeah. where are we going to get a video tour of that one too? Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, I thought good, I would good. take you guys along and like watch the whole process. So it's literally taking so long to even get permits. That's something that should take two months, take six months. So we kind of, we cleared the trees on the land and then we paused and we're, we'll be there this summer, but I kind of want to go back and see, I, I don't want to start and have it take longer because yeah. you can't get windows and stuff like that. It might make more sense to start building a year from now. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, of course, everybody knows your podcast. You're very open on your podcast. You know, whatever comes to mind, you say it. Uh, we talked about cancel culture a little bit on your podcast with me, but how? what's your feeling about cancel culture? And do you watch your tongue or are you still free as you want to be? I'm terrified and I don't watch my tongue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm just not someone who says like crazy things, really. I definitely mm -hmm. speak my mind. I definitely, you know, can be um, opinionated. Um, I try not to be judgy in general, but I think we all get judgy sometimes. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I, but I'm trying as I get older to be more self-actualized. You know, what, what really interests me about podcasting and talking and life is learning. I've got four kids. You know, they're all at really weird, interesting, cool stages and finding their sexuality and figuring out where they want to go to school and, you know, doing all these things that... I want to talk to people about, and I know I'm going to say something stupid. And I'm, I mean, I had a whole conversation with one of my kids about the difference between pansexuality and bisexuality, because I'm really having a hard time wrapping my brain around the difference. And so I've talked to endocrinologists. I've talked to people, you know, in different communities and, and, and trying to understand these things so I can better understand. So if I say something stupid, am I worried about it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think we all are. And it's something that People don't get second chances anymore, and I think that's a problem with society. And plus, when you're live or even when you like, you do a lot of television appearances, these people will say be on TV for years, hundreds of hours on television, say one thing wrong, one thing, and now they lose jobs. They can't ever be on again. Well, and do you think it's because they said the one thing, or do you think it's because the one thing opens a can of worms to other things that happen? Because that's what I am sort of seeing. Yeah, that you know what I, I, I don't know every instance, but a lot of people that do get let go from TV, they have a history. Yeah, and that kind of opens it up, and it gives whatever employer they're at the excuse to go back in. Hey, we heard about this. We heard about this. We heard about this. So I do believe that you're right. Hardly ever somebody will say one thing wrong and apologize, and they'll get taken off. But it's a history of it. And some people, let's be honest, and you know people like this. Uh, I'm sure that you've seen people like this. Some people do it on purpose because they know it will get attention. Oh, just feel the flames. Oh, they that's what their whole stick is. Man, I'm too nervous for stuff like I would never do that. I you know, I, I want people to like me, which is probably a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that that it is hard to be here's what's interesting about social media it's hard to be really liked and have a big follow the rock can do it but a lot of people get their followings by just like spewing out hate which is very I, interesting to me 
Yeah, I have no, I really have no hate, but I know that my opinions aren't a hundred percent popular. I know that, you know, like, I, I think I'm, I think when people ask me, like, do you know, what's your brand? If someone asks you what your brand is, what would you say? Well, my brand, I, I believe, is family. My comedy is all about my family in real life things that happen to me as a black and Asian guy. Okay. I like what's that. your brand? I think my brand is fancy but relatable. I think that I live in, like, this big, ridiculous home and I have money and whatever. But you can kind of relate to me because I, we get each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm sitting here and you can see, I just said I look very rough. I have no makeup on. I, I mean, we're on television. Two years ago, three years ago, I never would have done an interview ever. Okay. Makeup on. But you know what? I've kind of relaxed into it. I'm 52. I think I look not horrible. And, you know, I think we, as we age, we should all kind of, you know, embrace it and appreciate it and... And and see what you know is good about us. So so then let's talk about what made you do that transition. Where because there's a lot of stress on women in Hollywood yeah. or women on to look a certain way. And I'm being married to a plastic surgeon, friend. Being married, yes, absolutely. So there's this pressure to look a certain way. What got you out of that? Where you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do interviews with no makeup on. I'm gonna do this, and I'm just gonna be me. What, what was that transition? What Was there a time something hit you or what? I, you know, it's a good question. I just think as the world shut down and I had no schedule and I had four children at home and then Terry was home for 10 weeks, which was a long time, <laughs> especially for him. And he's not used to being home and not used to being with four kids. And uh -huh. then, of course, I'm, you know, cooking, which I'm... I, I haven't cooked in years and it's not my forte. Are you a good cook? No, terrible. Okay. <laughs> generation in my family. And, you know, I can make four things, but I really went to the nth degree. I had, had two vegetarians. I was making 27 meals a day and snacks and, and all these picky people, but I really went for it. And, and I, and I did theme dinners and all this kind of stuff. There wasn't really any time for the mascara and the foundation and the everything. It was more like, all right, Homeschool starting. Everyone's had breakfast. I'm going to go do this podcast and then I'm going to go do this interview and then I'm going to feed everyone lunch and make 12 more snacks and see if, you know, the third grader at the time needs help with the homework and then go back to here, you know, and all of that. It just kind of went along the wayside. Now, I, I want to be honest, like I look at my neck in the mirror every day and go, is it time? I really do. What are you talking about? Oh my God. But And that's what Terry says. What are you talking about? Is that and right? he's the He's a doctor. What are you talking about? Oh, he love is blind. Thank God. <laughs> but I mean, and then the other thing is everyone already, already assumes I've had everything done. So I figure when I eventually do get something done, it won't be a big deal because everyone thinks I've had it done already. So, so now will you let Terry do the surgery or will you get somebody else? Very good question. So would you want to operate on your wife? No. For free. <laughs> Wait, let me keep going. On your wife. No. For free, no. Have a post-op, your post-op living in your house, no. And then here's the thing, even in the best of hands, surgery is surgery, and I think that people's mindset over plastic surgery is really just incorrect. It's still surgery. Oh, Things yeah. happen, even in the very best of hands. Things happen. What I would say is this, Terry over the last decade has developed a very specific skill set 
that no one in the world, I mean, literally, no one in the world can do but him. There's definitely, he's an amazing head to toe surgeon, does a beautiful facelift, he does beautiful everything. But there's other people, other surgeons that do great facelifts, that do great this, great that. Terry is uh, the one guy in the whole world that does certain breast and stomach and body procedures that no one else in the world does. If I had a one of those needs, I would not let anyone touch my body but him. Hundred percent. If it came to something else, but if it came to something else, I think that I would. We would probably make the decision about what to do. I would just hate if something like went wrong with my physiology. I don't want it to be his fault. Yeah, yeah, and then you could blame him for the rest of your life too, which is terrible for him. I just don't see myself doing it. I don't know. I'm just going to keep pulling my ponytail. <laughs> I think it's a better plan. Okay. You look great, but what do you say to those women that just go too far? <sighs> Man. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. There's I, a lot of them in Orange County. Oh, there's a lot of them in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So have you seen that filter where it gives you those huge lips? Oh, and the- yes. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> so we were in Sedona with the kids last weekend. We took... Um, our first family vacation in a year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And we took them there for four days and it was really fun, but there's no cell service. So, and no Wi-Fi, And so I really just stayed off my phone for four days, which was incredible and really actually quite exhilarating. But when, when I got service again, I used that app and I said, I, you know, I bit off the grid, made some changes. What, what do you think? And the amount of people that thought it was real. Oh yeah. Was hilarious. Um, this is what I would say. Everyone has their line. Some people will like color their hair, but they don't want to get Botox. Some people will get Botox, but they don't want to get filler. Blah, 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 blah. I think whatever makes you feel really confident is exactly what you should do. But I would caution people that the enemy of good is better. You know, it's like, I think some people think more is more. And you know what? When it comes to jewelry, I'm going to agree. When it comes to filling your face, I'm going to say less is more, a little bit at a time. And, you know, you should look like you. Yeah. Just tighter. (laughs) Maybe a little plumper, a little tighter. If it makes you happy, I mean, what are you going to say? And as long as it's not dangerous, I think. Yes. Well, I remember one of my friends was getting something and they were like, well, I'm going to this person because they're a couple thousand dollars cheaper. I'll go, this is your body. Don't ever go for the person that's the best. Do not make a money decision on this. If you're spending that much money anyway, for a couple of thousand dollars, when this surgery is a lot of money, you know, Uh, but I hear that from people. Yeah. People do that. And they like to go to, you know, other countries and it's like, they give you a trip and the surgery. And by the way, eight seasons of botched will tell you why that's not a good idea. Yep. But also my thing is this, if this is what makes me insane. When someone says to me, Oh, I'm going to so-and-so he does a procedure. No one else does. Let me just caution you. If (laughs) If there's only one person doing a procedure in plastic surgery, it's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a thing at all. Not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to throw out some hot topics to you. Uh, I know, I know Max, your daughter came out last year, bisexual, um, as a parent, as a parent, how was that the first time she told you, was it, were you thrown off by it a little bit or. Mm -hmm. Oh, I knew she and I had talked about it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, I have to say, I'm so proud of my relationship with my all four kids. They're, it's not always perfect at all times. It's like yeah. any other relationship, you know, mercurial like that. But everyone says, oh, your daughters will hate you when they're 16. No, it's more like 14. And then, and then they come back. So mm -hmm. Max and I have always had a really very strong relationship, unlike my mom, who was very 1950s and didn't talk about anything, I'm really the polar opposite. Diary of the mouth, I will talk about anything. I mean, when when they the girls first started, you know, developing, I would give them dissertations on, you know, pubic hair through the decades and the different styles. And I, I'll literally talk about anything. So, of course, she told me, you know, um, that she was bisexual and she, she had been telling me for about a year and a half before. Oh, okay. So I knew, but what was funny was I, you know, I didn't tell anyone it's her journey. It's her life. It's her story to tell. And so I was coming into the house and I, I was like on a food run or something. And I had my bag over my shoulder. I had just walked in and she was at the top of the stairs. She goes, Hey mom, do you see my post? And I'm like, no. So I picked up my phone. I looked at her post and you know, it was funny and she had a flag around her a rainbow flag and it said I always knew I was bi I just thought it was bipolar and so I laughed and I go oh my god that's great I'm so happy for you whatever and I go hey can I repost that and she said yeah and I go wait are you sure because if I repost it it might you know people it's might going. yeah it's gonna go I mean not that I'm Madonna but it may get <laughs> by the press and whatever so I just want you to have control over that she was like, yeah, no, no problem. So I said, okay, great. So I reposted it. We're like, we're so proud of you. We're, I don't even remember what I wrote, something. And then the dogs were barking. I like put my purse down and I forgot about it. Well, I forgot. Like I didn't tell my mother. I didn't tell my sister. I, I didn't tell anybody because it wasn't their business. You know what I mean? So they all found out like through People Magazine. Oopsies. Oh, and what was their reaction? Why didn't you tell me? Why did I have to hear okay. People Magazine? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think. They made it about themselves. Manish Tanah Halila Hazat, as we say. You're Jewish. So now, Colton, I know you probably heard the news about Colton and The Bachelor. What yeah. was your take on the whole big GMA announcement this morning? I mean, I'm proud of him. I felt terrible for him was my initial reaction was I felt so bad that he, the way, whatever it is in his upbringing and his journey that it, it took him so long. What struck me as really the most upsetting part of it was when he said, I can't remember exactly the way he phrased it, but he was saying how he had to deal with it this year, the realization and that it was upsetting to him. And and I'm glad he's on the other side of that. And I know that society or his upbringing putting that on him because look, we're all children of the universe or if you believe in God, children of God, and we're all made the way we're made and it's all perfectly right and beautiful. And so I'm glad that he can live his truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I made a comment earlier to a friend today after I heard it, I was like, I can't wait till we're at a point where when somebody announces this, it's not news. Like, why do you have to announce it? Well, I think yeah. the reason why it's such a big deal is like, here, this good looking dude goes on this show, which some people may call a very, you know, misogynistic take on trying to, you know, find love while you're dating. Absolutely. It is people. Um, and then, Oh, by the way, I'm gay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that, but I think it'd be great when, like I don't, I don't care if people announce it, but I can't wait to where a point where a, in 
in a point in America where when somebody does announce it, it's not news. It's like, okay, we'll just move on. Like, it's kind of like I'm in comedy, but a lot of times when female comedians get introduced, it's like coming up next, a great female comedian. It's just not comedian. You know, why, why, why can't we just say comedian for every comedian? And if you're gay, it's just like, it is what it is. If you're bi, you're it. Okay, great. World moves on. Here we go. You know? I feel the same way, and I and I can't wait for that moment, especially in the LGBTQ community, and especially with trans kids and everything I'm seeing in the news lately. And it's just, yeah, I hope so too. How do you? Because I'm a parent of two. How do you manage? Because what's what's crazy to me is I've seen it before, but it's amazing you can raise kids the same, but they're totally different. Yeah. You know, like literally all to- like my daughter is way different than my son. What are some tips you could give me? Because there are only four in one. Are there any things, any nuggets you can drop me with a daughter and a son? Edibles, alcohol. <laughs> um, not kidding. But I will say this. I will say, you, you know, they talk about nature, nurture. And I think most of that's crap. I think they come out the way they come out. Nature is strong. And you see it because your kids are totally different. And it's not... It's not their gender. It, it is just literally who they are as people. And I think the best thing that we can do as parents, I mean, you can modify behavior a little, teach them how to yeah. you know, conduct themselves in society and all that, but they really are who they are. And I think our moment as parents is not trying to mold them into the people we want them to be, but really seeing them for who they are, figuring out their strengths and their weaknesses and helping them balance yeah, it's really hard, and I see. I've seen it in myself watching them grow. I've seen it in Terry and his reactions to them. You know, they're 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 not like you, and the way you are going to react and what you would have done when you were their age is just very different. And and you have to learn what I've learned because because my parents were old school parents, so I learned like you can't be that parent to your kid. You can't be like your parents were because. It, you know, just being a parent for a very short time, I learned that uh, you want to be a better parent to your kids than your parents were to you. So hopefully they're a better person than you are. So you can't make the same mistakes your parents made with you that I remember when I first started, I was like, well, we'll do this, we'll do this. And then my wife was like, well, no, because that's not the way, you know, like just because it's the way you were raised doesn't mean it has to be the way they were raised. No, that's totally true. And, you know, I, I feel the same way you do. And it's like, you want to break certain cycles. Yes. And you want to be more self-actualized parents, which is great. But what you realize along the way is you screw up in all kinds of other ways that you couldn't even predict it. The good news is you have more than one. So yes. <laughs> your daughter is going to be a lot less screwed up than your son. That's well, there you go. There, you know what you know what's crazy? I used to see parents let their kids do stuff or their kids are going nuts in the mall. And I go, disgusting. Yeah. And I used to go, man, those parents are horrible. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you can't control these kids. You can't control them. No, you know what's funny? So the, so the twins are 17, right? And I remember it was like a year and two years ago, maybe they were like 15 or something. And my daughters, they're boy-girl twins. Very interesting to start like a little science experiment right so you see you know both genders like kind of going through and and i remember my daughter was like how come he gets to blah 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 blah, but i can't and i was like huh 
That is a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I've never had children your age before. I need to think about this. I don't know. And I think it's really important to tell your kids that you have no idea. And, and they'll now remark, now they're 17, but they'll remark on how the younger two have it so much easier because I my learning curve was on them. You figured it out. You figured I, it out. But again, every kid is different. So it's like relearning how to parent on every kid. Yeah, it's it's amazing now. Now, do you do you miss reality TV at all? Uh, I mean, you know, look, I started in scripted television and yep. did for so many years. It was such a weird and then I had four kids in seven years. Okay. Did yep. a pilot now and then, but you know, nothing. And then to be thrust into reality, my first few years on that show were difficult for me because I was hung up and trying to figure it out and didn't really get it and had to sort of relax into it. And um, there were parts of it that I really loved. I had never been on a girl's trip before in my life. And now I was like contractually obligated to go do this, which releases the guilt of leaving the children and all that and the selfishness I felt of it. And so I really liked that. I liked the we laughed a lot for as much drama and everything as there is on the show. There's also a lot of laughing and a lot of love and companionship. And it's kind of like when you do a movie or, you know, you're on a sitcom or you work in a really close office with people, you develop a different kind of family there that you kind of, you lean on and you know about their children and, and it's nice. And, and I, that's why I always love doing sitcoms as opposed to movies, because I like having a, a set family. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's nice. I, I enjoy that kind of camaraderie and community. I don't miss the craziness and the drama. But when I left the show, I feel like the show was going to a different place than the show that I had been on for five years. So it was definitely, you know, the correct time. Now, the fights on the show, what's worse? What hits you worse? Actually being in the moment or watching it back, like when it hit television? Oh, my God. I, first of all, I don't like watching myself anyway. Lisa yeah, agreed. Lisa and I yeah. have talked about this before where, you know, I don't when I do a scripted thing or if I do a television appearance of any kind, I never watch it. By the okay. way, incidentally, Terry watches himself incessantly. Like, he'll just <laughs> I don't like to watch myself. I feel inhibited. Oh, I don't like the way my neck looks when I turn that way. I don't like this. I don't like that. Um, I don't, and especially in scripted, I don't want to be inhibited when I'm playing a character. So I don't really want to yeah. see it. Sometimes I'll watch it, but not usually. Um, when I was on Housewives, I don't think they do this anymore, but when I was on Housewives, you had to write a blog. So you had to watch and mm. to go do the reunion you had to know everything that was going on. So you had to watch every moment and hear people talk about you. Oh my God, it's so awful. <laughs> that was, I mean, honestly, that, I mean, I think that was, that was the worst part. Okay. So would you get back in the scripted then? Um, yeah. You know, I've done some a little okay. in there over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had a, I've had a couple of deals, uh, you know, like development deals to for scripted stuff and pandemic hit and you know yeah well, it slowed everything down yeah so it slowed everything down so um, you know during the pandemic what I've been doing I shot a couple of pilots um, for unscripted one's a talk based show that you know is still sort of 
percolating. I hate to talk about like, like get coming soon. Like we'll see. I tell everybody Hollywood is the place where you got a lot going on, but nothing going on at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So I have a ton of nothing going on. (laughs) And then, um, and then Terry and I have a show called seven year stitch Mm -hmm. that we're filming this summer, which is a really cool show. This couple sort of makeover show that we're excited about that we're doing. So that's unscripted. And uh, what's that? Is that going to be on E? That's well? on E. Yeah, that's okay, great. And then, um, you know, I'm still, I have some scripted things sort of percolating around. If anyone's hiring, I'm definitely available. Um, I would absolutely hop into some kind of scripted thing, uh, depending on the character. I, I miss having a script in my hands. There's yeah. something a lot easier about someone else telling you what to say as opposed to being accountable for what you say. But if I were to do an unscripted show again, there would have to be definite, I mean, it would have to really feel right. Feel right. Less drama or drama doesn't bother you? Not necessarily, but I think that some of the reasons why it was time for me to leave um, Housewives, I I wouldn't want to be in a similar situation. I don't shy away from drama and I think through drama, um, we there's definitely lessons to be learned. I mean, look, people watch Housewives for a couple of reasons. They watch it because it's a lifestyle that people are interested in and they want to see the houses and the cars and the where the trips and all that stuff. And then it's a bit of a shit show. So yeah. people can sit back and go, well, at least my life's not like that. But I will say that I think my family and my kids are at an interesting age right now. And again, like Max and things that they're going through, I think are incredibly relatable. And so if there were a scenario where it would make sense to showcase something like that. It sounds like you would do your own family show. I mean, you never know. Never, ah. say, never say never on the reality front. That is true. That That is very, about, very true. Didn't you dabble in a reality? Well, thing? I was on, yeah, Courtney and Chloe, but it was their show. No, like, no, no, I, no, not that. Did, a couple of years ago, didn't you have, or were you doing a sitcom? I was doing a sitcom. I was, I was doing a sitcom. Yeah. So, but I sold a sitcom about my life and I sold the kid one to Nickelodeon. So we'll see if that goes. And then we're rewriting the adult one, but it's acting like I, for some reason, and you didn't fall into this trap, everyone that's in reality, they break up, you know, and it's, it's very, you haven't got caught in it, caught in that trap all the time. Huh? We talk about this all the time. They, but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this, Michael, because yeah. if you ever want to do a reality thing, here's the thing. The honest truth is those couples were in trouble anyway. It's not the show. And there's, so it's, they call it the, re, the reality show curse. And I really believe this. It's not the show that breaks up the couple. It's the show that allows the couple to break up. Because uh, I always felt that since there has to be drama in a reality show, it causes drama between like they're because now the husband and wife are looking for drama and sometimes they try to create it. And I'm saying it in air quotes, create it amongst each other, which kind of spiral out of control and then they can't control it. Yeah, that's true. And, and reality is conflict and resolution. So yeah. the question is, where's the conflict coming from? It can't come between the two of you. One season on Housewives, my third season, I think we were having a bad year. It was just a bad year all around. I was having a bad season on the show. Terry was off doing botch. 
we were arguing, we were moving. I had to do, I did our, we were, I was sold our house. We had a rental house. It wasn't ready. There were two rental houses. I had to move six people three times in four months. It was insane. Mm -hmm. And we were arguing and it was, we, it was shown on the show. I'm not sure it looked like what we were fighting about, you know, but we were fighting and it got to the point where I had to sit Terry down and go, listen, we got to figure this out or we're getting off the show because this is our marriage, our family, our lives. And that is a television show. So let's figure this out. And we did. We figured it out. See, but you had that adult conversation where I feel like a lot it of couples. Wasn't that adult at the time. Just so okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had that conversation where a lot of people wouldn't have it because they're just getting this fame. And they're like, well, let's keep it going and really never talk about that until it's too late. Yeah. So you're right. There is this thing called reality show curse, but I just felt because it's conflict and resolution, we got to keep creating conflict with each other for main people in the show and you know, everything falls apart. So I got to be careful. I don't disagree with that. You got to be careful with that. But if you can find the conflict outside, mm -hmm. that would be fine. What is, what is something that really annoying you today? Uh, Cause getting on your last nerve. Oh my God. That's like such a good question. Today is probably the first day I'm not annoyed in like, in like two weeks for some reason. Okay. So the, the plus of, you know, working at home is that you don't have to commute. We don't have to go anywhere. The minus of working at home is that everyone is on top of me always. And I have absolutely no personal space. And even walking through the house, someone needs something. Someone wants to tell me something. Someone wants to tell me the problems. And so there's just, there's never any downtime. There's never any alone time. But honestly, the only thing that really irritated me now that you reminded me was the whole thing with my mother this morning, which I told you on my podcast yeah. today is that she told me not to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And now here we go. And now there you are, but you're feeling okay after the Johnson. And Johnson. Fine, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you got six she, more days, seven more days. No, I have 13 days. Oh, it's 13 days. No, no, it was six to, they say six to 13. So I have 11 days. Wait, when'd you get, when'd you get it? Monday. Monday. Oh, today is okay. I got you. I got you. Well, hopefully that goes well for you. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Or this, or uh, this interview might go viral. <laughs> And you can have my mother's last interview. <laughs> you can have my mother on and she'll tell you how right she was. <laughs> really? Mom. It's so sad. What is the first thing you want to do when everything opens up and you can go back to normal life? Is there something you want to do with the family or you want to do personally for yourself? Um, I really do enjoy going out to dinner. I, I'm a social person. It's funny because Terry's not social and I am mm. social. So we've been able to have a couple of little dinner parties in the last couple of months since yep. our friend group has now been vaccinated or had COVID. And so we've been able to do that. So that's been satisfying me. But I like being with people. I miss traveling. I miss being out to dinner. I miss having events. I miss going to a concert. I really, oh, no. I miss the energy of people. And I have to say, you know, when I started my career, you know, I was a musical theater major in college and I, that's where I was going. And I ended up, you know, going to Hollywood and doing a little differently, but it's made me maybe want to do live theater again. I want to be back on a stage. I miss the energy of people. 
Oh yeah. Was first concert. Oh, I, I, well, I'm going to be on stage like tomorrow night. I just, I just love, you know what I love about the stage doing comedy? Cause you're up there by yourself. You're like a gladiator, right? You're by yourself, not versus an audience, but you got to make the audience laugh. But you know, I did the comedy store laugh factory and you have all the great comedians stop by. What I love about the stage, you get a lot of no's in Hollywood, as you would know, but it's the great equalizer because you can go in, you can go up after a celebrity, a big comic. And if you're funny, you're funny. The audience doesn't care how many credits you have. If you've been on this, if you've been, and it's the only thing I feel in Hollywood that you could be unknown and go after somebody that's known and do just as well as, as them, as long as you're funny. Yeah. And you know what's nice about comedy audiences, which I found in my tiny little limited time, is that they really want you to be funny. Yeah, they, they do. They want to laugh. They wanna, they're there to laugh. And if you feel awkward up there, it makes them feel awkward. It's like whatever energy you have up there, it passes to them. I've been watching comedians and they're really nervous and uptight. And it makes you nervous because you want them to do well, but you're like, Ugh. So it's it's a very giving uh, field, but it really helped me when you're getting all these no's at auditions, then you can go up on stage and get like 300 yeses that, oh, no, you're good. You're good at being yourself. So this is fine. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's the beautiful thing about it. Well, uh, I know you got to run. I got to run. So I appreciate you popping on the pod. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, please be safe out there and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Your, your podcast, just like, how long ago did it go over a hundred million? I mean, yeah. What yeah, was a hundred million? Like 120 million downloads. Now. <sighs> something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, How's that cool. feel? It feels great. You know, it, coming from, you know, get, when I came off the show, I was like, what am I going to do now? Am I going back to script? Like what? And just doing this podcast has been incredibly liberating and I get to hang out with amazing people like you and, and just learn from people and talk and create this cool community. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. Oh, well, everybody check it out. Heather Dubrow's world. Thank you for being on the pod. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. I just,